This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This episode of the Wednesday week is dedicated to the memory of Ian Tootle achieved so much in the face of adversary and showed us all what determination really is. A remarkable and wonderful man who will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, Ian. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough and with me on the line first of all we have Mr. Malliot. James, your boy, how the chuff are you? Well, I'm all right. I want to know how you are because I thought that you'd like left the country. <laughs> Finally, the Lord has come back to the podcast. Can ha- you smell what Jeeves is cooking? Oh, uh, I, I don't, what, what is Jeeves it's cooking? Lo- I don't want to know. Um, it's a have lovely you got- Spanish chicken. <laughs> have you got uh, any Lordy juice on the go tonight? I, I am actually on my last Lordy juice of the uh, of that particular batch, so more Lordy juice is being produced as we speak. Uh, but oh, this really? one is, is the lastest one. Because you see, I was going to ask whether or not there's a correlation between around the time that the Lordy juice was produced, you kind of vanished <laughs> from the world of podcasting, and now it's run out. You're back. Is is there a correlation there? There was five gallons of Lord of Juice that appeared, and as you say, it is coming to its end. So um, it's a possibility, Jay Holbein. It certainly is. <laughs> a good time has been had by all. Um, speaking of good times, Fuji, Holbein, how did you feel? Yeah, not bad. Not bad listening to your beer-based banter. Uh, quite enjoyed it. Quite enjoyed it. Uh, not as much as I've enjoyed beer. the Lollacost that has been the Leeds United badge unveiling disaster. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've had a great time on that. And I think I made it to the trending topics in Leeds as well, which I'm very happy with. You know what I mean? We're, you know, little wins and that. Well <laughs> You've had some wonderful tweetage over this one. I applaud your tweeting efforts, Bobby. Uh, do you know what? Do you know, it was one of them things that, you know, if you tweet a crap gag, 
and it blows up. There's part of me that gets really annoyed. Like, oh, it's nice that people are responding, but I'm funnier than that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can, can, you, can you like the ones where I'm really funny? That'd be great. It reminds me of your school reports. I'll be in. Could do better. 110. 110. <laughs> um, right then, boys and girls, let's crack on with some, some Chef Wednesday speaking. I think um, the last time I was on, we were just about to talk about um, Nottingham Forest, and it turned out to be a wonderful game, didn't it, boys and girls? Um... <laughs> Crikey, was it that long ago? We've had about six managers since then. We've gone, we've, we've gone through a chief exec, lost one, brought a new one in. We, uh, all sorts has happened. <laughs> it's been a while, um, but no. I mean, obviously, we haven't done a podcast since since the derby, have we? Uh, we haven't discussed it, and I don't want to harp back to no. it too much because obviously, it's, it's been, it's gone, it's it's been done, and people have spoken about it, etc., etc. But if we sort of sort of mould all this into, obviously, that was Josh's first game, and and obviously, we saw the new formation at that point, and 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 I think it's been a very sort of similar thing throughout his, his three-game reign so far, hasn't it? I mean, have you been happy with what you've seen on the football pitch whilst uh, Mr Luhuke has been in, in, in charge? Hang on. First things first, right? We need, and, and you're probably both going to need this, so I think I think we need a lesson in how to say his name. So it's it's Yos Luhakai. 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 It's, uh, it, it, it's not, though, is it? <laughs> Yos I thought, I'm, I'm pretty sure you wrote it phonetically on Twitter and you wrote Luke I. That's before I had an audience with a German football expert who set me right. <laughs> but it's quite it's quite a soft H in the middle. So if you say it quite fast, it does come out as Luke I, but it's Luhakai. Right. Okay. So we're okay. sticking with Josh Lukey then, Howie. Is that right? Oh, I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> this Super. is Wow all over again, isn't it? Oh, wow. Um, to, to answer your uh, very sensible um, question, um, I mean, look, we we um, if it, I, it feels like an age ago, doesn't it? That we we played Brentford away and then we played Burton away. We conceded five goals without scoring, without really creating anything, um, and that's ignoring the fact that we also gave away a penalty against Burton that they probably should have scored with one of the most pathetic pieces of defending I've ever seen. Now, after that game, I came away, I came away thinking, oh, what? I mean, it, this is like the impossible job. How is someone going to come in and sort this out? This is a mess. And this is going to take the rest of the season to get these players back playing something like. And he did it in in, in basically five days. And, um, you know, we've not conceded a goal since. And granted, you know, we've, we've not been playing amazing football and there's still a lot of work to do. But let's not underestimate that... The, the task of shoring up the defence when we were leaking goals in the way that we were, three embarrassing goals against Burton, is is pretty miraculous, to be fair. And um, huge, huge credit to him. And, and, and I know, you know, pe- people have kind of been giving him all the laudits for... Um, for this since since the derby game, to be fair. Um, we always knew Carlisle were probably not going to pose that big a test. Um, but, you know, Cardiff certainly came with an ambition to, 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 to score, particularly early on in, in, in that game. So, um, you know, keeping three clean sheets when we were shipping goals left, right and centre is brilliant. And, you know, huge credit for the fact that he came in, took one look and said, right, with the players we've got, this is what we need to do. We need to play three at the back, which is actually, it's five at the back realistically, isn't it? Because that's where we're at right now and that's what we need to do to not concede goals and it's working. But it's, it, it is five at the back, but it's a very clever five at the back. I mean, we've been shouting for a, a, a three-five-two essentially for quite some time. But yeah. the way that that 
that that formation is so fluid and and yeah we can completely lock it up which we we saw happen against united but then towards the end of that game we were just knocking on the door bearing in mind we're down to 10 men as well how we didn't come out and and sort of snatch that goal at the end of again his first game is just beyond me it really really is i thought we finished so so strongly and I, I think, as James said, it's it's all down to that formation because it is just one formation, but it's incredibly fluid, and I just love it. And I think it's really going to suit the players that are waiting to come back as well. Yes, I, I agree with you. I thought it was a uh, a great test of uh, character and strength. And and in these last couple of games, you know, players like Rhodes and Zhao, Zhao, sorry, and uh, and a good few others have been getting a fair bit of grief about um about their well, just them. And uh, I had a bit of a, a chat with the, the chap that runs Vital Wednesday on Twitter. And, uh, you know, are we at a crossroads with Jordan Rhodes and all that? I don't think we are. I mean, I, I think we're looking at a lot of fans, not us per se, but I think a lot of fans are looking for a scapegoat and a reason and and trying to justify in their heads why we're not scoring a million goals a game because it's somebody's fault. And I don't think it's anybody else's fault apart from whoever's injuring our players. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we need to remember <laughs> that we've got a whole first team out. You know what I mean? We've got a whole first 11 um, out, you know, not not playing. And to shore up that defence, as James says, and to uh, to stop conceding goals and to, and to give them the double training and a complete change of uh, mentality, all in five days, is pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, we've not... Um, We've not conceded a goal, and I, I, I genuinely thought we were unlucky against Cardiff not to win that game about 5-2. There was some guilt-edge chances on both sides, and um, I don't go as far as saying that, you know, Jordan Rhodes missed the sitter and Zhao missed this, but so did they, and, you know, that's football. If we uh, if they're all going to go in, we'd all be millionaires, wouldn't we? But um, but I, I, I think trying to find a scapegoat is not where we want to be. I think it's now a time for, as I said to you last week, uh, more positivity. We're going forward. I'm, I'm happy clapping. <laughs> I'm back in the camp, kids. I'm back in the camp. Yay. And, uh... <laughs> Welcome back, Yay. Fudge. <laughs> and, uh, so Yoss has clearly come in and just spiked Fudge's drink and done something odd to him. I, I'll tell I, you what I, it is with you. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I, saw, I saw James at the... Uh, at the game with his uh, stick-on moustaches, and uh, and I thought that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. I, I I genuinely thought that that's excellent. That because what that did it it, it, was, it reminded you of that Samido day and when we were bouncing and we were having a good time and everybody was having fun. And if just the presence of a new manager coming in, all you know, for all intents and purposes, playing uh, defensive football. It, I don't think it is a defensive football, but perception outward looking in it could be defensive football and to still have a group of lads stood there with stick on mustaches and it wasn't just you and your mates was it James there was a there was a, sorry, good there few was, on there was others and... however everyone else did a better job of it because I missed I missed my um like you know mustache area I just got my lip I just stuck the thing on my actual lip <laughs> so if you look at if you don't see the photos on my Twitter if you've not seen it it's like when I looked at it the day after I'm like what? I, I couldn't work out why it wouldn't stick. I'm like, well, of course it wouldn't stick. I'm trying to stick it to my actual top lip. <laughs> like, like the slug balancer on Blackadder. Like, you know what I mean? Ridiculous. That's a, that's a reference for the kids. So, um, so yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really upbeat, and I'm, and I'm really happy, and I'm actually quite excited for the, um, for the players to return. Especially, I mean, Christ, somebody like Forestieri in that sort of situation 
And I, there was a, the Vital Wednesday article actually did mention some really good bits about, for example, the type of player that um, Jordan Rhodes thrive next to. And it's not the little nippy person up front. It's normally a big stag. Uh, somebody who's going to nod them to him and somebody who's going to cause a nuisance. Um, for example, there's Gusted at, uh, at Blackburn. There was Lee Novak, who was a tenacious, horrible sod when he wanted to be. So I think that's going to be uh, something to look forward to, to, to see him next to players that are going to bring out the best of him. And if we can get a, uh, a Rudy Gusted, then I'll be very happy. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I, I don't, I, I'm not sure that bringing in more strikers is going to be uh, is going to be on the cards in this transfer window. If I'm open, um, some some honourable mentions here for stuff that's happened under um, under Yoss and and Lord H, you're absolutely right in terms of just how flexible the formation is. Because I met with my dad in the uh, in the pub last week, um, and and he's you know a little bit old fashioned in terms of football, and and, and you know when I explained oh, we're playing a three five two, and he kind of looked at me and kind of like what is this witchcraft that you're describing to him? <laughs> so I kind of explained it to him and kind of explained that actually, you know, at times it can be a forward four, at times it's a midfield six, uh, and at times it's a, a defensive five, and it does give you a huge amount of flexibility if the players that you've got playing it understand it and, and work well with it. And I think at the moment we're working very well with it defensively. I think coming forward it's not quite happened for us yet it's not quite sank we don't look dangerous every time we come forward at the moment but you know we probably knew this was going to be the situation for a little while just while we we get some personnel back and um I think it's probably fair to say that for the first two weeks, Jos probably didn't even speak to the strikers. He wasn't interested in that. It was about stop what on earth was going wrong defensively and he's done a really good job of it. But it's also, uh, is, is, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen this in the, the games that have been televised or not, but he, he seems to have instilled in the players. It's such a simple thing whereby at all times we have three players behind the ball. And, and if a central defender goes forward, then someone else drops back. And they're always aware of it. They're always aware of three men behind the ball. And we're not going to get caught out on the counter attack. And we're not going to give away silly, sloppy goals as we did uh, in ridiculous manner against Burton. It is three men behind the ball pretty much all the time. Um, and that is, it's such a simple thing to do, but it's, it's instructions that, that football players, I think, are, are quite you know, simple beasts in a lot of ways, and you give them a simple instruction like that, if someone goes forward, someone else drops back, um, and they do it, and, and, and you've also noticed, therefore, that people like David Jones, who was getting such a hard time from Wednesday fans, I think the last two or three games, we've seen him start to play a little bit better, because he's, he's not looking behind him all the time, I think he's got confidence as to what's going on behind him and that allows him to be a little bit more forward thinking in his play I know there's going to be fans that will just slate him regardless he could score 20 goals between now and the end of the season and he'd still be the worst player that we ever signed for, for some Wednesday fans um, but just the, what, what, what Jos has done in a short period of time has had a massive effect on so many things and um, you know a huge huge credit to him for that Absolutely, and it's not just that. I mean, if you look at, at the Carlisle game, I mean, we'll have a bit of chat about the Carlisle game because that was only just happened, really. Uh, but bringing in, obviously, the, the lads from the youth team as well and, and explaining that system to them and, and obviously look at that. I, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, but it was Carlisle. But still, uh, obviously, we had Dawson, O'Grady, uh, Young Nielsen, uh, all, all came in for that Carlisle game, all essentially started, and played brilliantly, I thought. I, I don't think looked out of place in the slightest. 
Yeah, to- totally, totally agree. Guys agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree with that. And and you know, there's something in the fact that I, I tried to work this out as a proper stat. So I'm actually just making this up, but I think this is accurate. That if you discount goalkeepers, because obviously Wildsmith and, and Dawson have both had first team um, uh, minutes, quite a lot of them before. That I think Yoss has already given more on pitch time to players that have come through the academy in three games than Carlos did in in what two and a half years. Um, I haven't got the stats to back that up, but looking at you know ninety minutes for um, for Thornley on on Saturday, you know two or three players that that, that played on um, last Tuesday night. So um, you know he he's already kind of he, he's he's looking in a direction that we've got to look in, and, and we're probably jumping ahead here to what we'll talk about um, a little bit later on, or certainly what I'll talk about a little bit later on in terms of where we're at with players that we can bring in and how we've got to reshape the squad a little bit. Uh, but you know that kind of giving young players a chance is mega, mega, mega important to us right now, and it, I think it's great that he's he's just had the balls to do it. Just stick him in. Absolutely, and and had that been the situation for the last two and a half years, maybe we wouldn't be in the situation that we've found ourselves in with uh, with young Mister Hurst as well. So yeah, it's a shame about that one, but it's brilliant to see. Of course, uh, during the Carlisle game as well, we spoke about the forwards earlier, but uh, knew who and, and Matias did strike up a quite a, a friendly little partnership, didn't they? Obviously, Addy's going to play well with anybody because he is the savior of Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we he, uh... for it. <laughs> he, he yeah. found his level, didn't he? He found his level. It's, well, this it's is it. Carlisle. Have you seen the, um, the hyperbole on social media in regards to Matthias? Now, obviously, yeah, there was a point over Christmas where for some reason, Atty knew you was the savior of Sheffield Wednesday. And now it Excellent. seems to be, now it seems to be Matthias's turn. Everybody seems to be waxing lyrical about him. But for me, I, he's not the finished article. I don't think he's near the quality that that we should be, that that we are. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think he is the saviour of us. I don't think he is the, you know, the the, the the player that we're starting to talk about that he is. I mean, let's not get carried away. He scored against Carlisle. But, you know, I'm upbeat. I'm happy clapping again, so I'm not even <laughs> slagging him off. I don't even know what you're on about. He looked all right though, didn't he? When he came on against Cardiff, he looked, he did look all right. And and I, I don't. I, the strange thing is, Marco Matias has played for us for over two years now, hasn't he? He was one of Carlos's first signings during that summer. And yeah, I still feel like I don't, I don't know anything about him. I don't know who he is. I don't know what kind of player he is. Like he's not had any kind of run in the team. To be honest, when he got sent off against Fulham, the last league game of last season. Uh, I was one of those that said, right, that's it. Get shut of him. Just release him. Just get rid. He he hasn't got a place in this club anymore. Um, but but now I don't know. Like you know, is he a striker? Is he a winger? Does he is, is he a attacking midfielder? Is he a number ten? Like how how can we we just, we don't know. After two and a half years of him being at the club, we still don't know who he is or what he can do. We just haven't got a clue. I think with this new formation, it will suit players like Matias because. He has played previously, but was part of a three, really, wasn't he? Where he was sort of half winger, half striker. Um, and maybe, maybe that uh, this new, new formation with, with how fluid it is may, may suit him rather well. Of course, it was a, 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 a good finish from Matthias after he was put a, a beautiful ball by the Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. Uh, anybody could have, even Fudge could have scored that, happy clapping or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, he was blessed with that beautiful pass from the Saviour. And then, of course, the Saviour went on and, and scored himself, took on uh, two players and slotted it beautifully in the bottom corner. And of course, I'm sure 
as I did, gentlemen, you all dropped your knees and thanked the Saviour for that wonderful effort. That would be a bit friendly, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him, and I'm probably not going to go to that extent to um, to thank him. No, I tell you what, they were both they were both great. Uh, there were really good goals. The uh, Matthias, I mean, it was proper like the snow was hammering it down when Matthias scored, um, and it, it, we were kind of like back row of the south stand, and it looked good. It was just one of those, you know, it just it, it hit the back of the net at the angle. The bits of snow came off the net. It just looked uh, it looked good. The Assi goal. Uh, and you know I'm his biggest critic tell you what that was tremendous it was a fantastic finish it really was as I say he's probably found his um, his level there um, but what what I just thought was a little bit um, uh, I don't know dis- dis- disconcerting maybe a little bit was the scale of Marco Matias' celebration it's like you've scored in a cup game against Carlisle mate you know calm down. it was like he'd scored the winner in the in the cup final he went absolutely nuts slid halfway so across the pitch after being out for so long and all the problems that he's had and, and maybe it's just relief that he's, he's back in the team. Yeah, it's Carlisle. Uh, but he's, he's scored a goal. He, he had a good game, I thought. Um, and, and he, he, did, I, he did have a good game. He did have I should game. imagine he was rather relieved. Uh, but no, I thought it was fantastic. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, a, as James said earlier, a horrible, horrible sort of environment to play football in and, and, and watch football in as well. So anybody that was there has my, my heartiest uh, congratulations for sitting through that one. Uh, I know old Lord H was there and uh, uh, it was rather chilly <laughs> when he got his cell phone. Bless him. Uh, and then, of course, we went on to, to the visit of Mr. Colin. Oh, God, he, he does try, doesn't he? But uh, I think he was proverbially slapped in the face when uh, Jos was asked, uh, are you aware of uh, of Colin? And he just said, no, sorry. And he's had a put plays while Colin's games, isn't it? Bless him. I'm a bit worried about him, you know. I, I'm worried he's getting a bit lonely. Because he's just like, <laughs> no one sort of engages him on his little things anymore, does he? And he, he did it after the game where he was, he was like trying to take the piss out of Wednesday fans. And everyone's <laughs> just like, Meh. Yeah, nah. whatever. We've, yeah, we've We've moved on a bit now, you know. It's like you, it's nineties bands. Come on, man, get some new material. <laughs> Where's his eyebrows gone? <laughs> He's never had them. He's never had them. I'm pretty, he must have had some eyebrows. I'm sure when he took them up about twelve twelve years ago, that he had eyebrows. And then, and then, I mean, who who, who stole them? Was it uh, Carlos Tevez? <laughs> I think they're in the, uh, the the United Museum now, uh, up high. Um, and and people, I think Sheffield United fans fall to their knees at the sight of his. his no, iPad. I think they, they removed There's them and stuck them to the honours board. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, again, it, it it was a game where this this wonderful new formation did show its form. Again, as James mentioned earlier, Mr. Thornley, I thought had a a cracking game as well. I really, really did. I, I was so so impressed because it, it must be daunting coming in to that kind of setup, especially with the, the pressure that the club is under sort of generally at the moment. And 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 just playing how we played, I thought was really, really, really quite spectacular. Yeah, he looked dead composed. He looked um, he looked assured. Uh, he didn't seem to be daunted by it at all. He's obviously um, he, he's got quite a bit of physicality about him. He wasn't going to be um, he wasn't going to be bullied. And I think you know he he can be really proud of that for his um, for his debut. I thought that was tremendous. Can, can I give a shout out at this point as well? 
um, to uh, I'd obviously had a few beers on Saturday and I was, I was in the pub afterwards I was really going on about this and I think everyone was getting a bit bored of me just how good Daniel Padil has been uh, in those two league games against Absolutely. United and against um, yes. you know Carlisle and, and I think sometimes when stuff happens in a in a football match, I think I said Carlisle. Then I meant to say Cardiff, but you know what I mean. Um, when 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 stuff happens in a in a football club and it finds itself at a, a crossroads, that sometimes you get kind of out of the blue, quite unlikely, someone that really steps up. And and Daniel Padil, I think, has been the leader in in that team for those two games. And and I don't know whether or not it's been a conscious thing or just the way that it's happened. And and it seems to be kind of from the moment that Leuven's got sent off against United that Daniel Padil kind of took it by the scruff of the neck and he's like, right, we're not conceding. I'm going to get us through this. Um, and he's really come into his own. And he's someone that I just started to think maybe he's had his time now. Maybe he's one of those players that we need to, to ship out. But I think playing with a back three, it suits him. And he's he's really come into his own and deserves a huge amount of credit. I agree with you, but is there not also a case for the fact that he's the only, you know, first teamer available to actually play? And of course, he should be head and shoulders against everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Um, but there was a. There hey, was a lot posi- come said. on, this is positive fudge now. That positive. was a negative comment. That was a negative. No. You're trying to find the negative <laughs> all over again. Here we go. It lasted, what are we on? Half an hour. And we're back to bloody money fudge, chucking his teddies all over the place. Teddy's everywhere. So um, with Daniel Padil, I uh, I think he's been outstanding, and I think he's he's led led from the back. Led, well, he's led from the front in terms of attitude, and um, I th- and I can't work out has he banged a load of weight on or has he got hench? Because when he took his shirt off after the Blades game, um, he he was massive, wasn't he? Did he? Uh, do you reckon that the uh, the the juice fitness regime has uh, has added pounding <laughs> weights? Or is he? Uh, I, is um, I think he was the the one player that was actually turning up to training while um, in, in, the, in, the, in the latter stages of the Carlos era. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the, the rumors though that come out of that um, that type of thing is um, you want to look at them and go, there must be something in that. There must be something in you know them not being drilled hard enough. Because uh, by the sounds of it, Joss Juice Joss uh, look at Joss Joss. Was um was was mortified, wasn't he? At uh, Jossie's Giants was mortified at the uh, at just how unfit we were, and, he, and he's had him in for double sessions, and for for George Boyd to come out in the uh, in the media and go, yeah, we've been in for double sessions. He's not had a double session since he started for us. Look at him; he's been broken. You know what I mean? He's Alvin Abney's had more game time than he has in the last six months. Come on, son, what do you what do you mean you've been, been working hard? It, it, it sort of it harks back to this this fitness issue that we've had. Maybe it's it is that they've just not been training properly. They've not been training hard enough. It's it's it's, it's so, so so strange. Absolutely, this isn't it. Absolutely is, and um, I um, I can't kind of say too much on this subject. But um, I uh, had a, a conversation with someone that's 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 previously worked at the Wednesday Academy um, within the last couple of weeks, um, and. The conversation was in the last couple of weeks. They've not worked at the Wednesday Academy within the last couple of weeks. They don't, they don't work there anymore, but used to work there. Um, and just gave me kind of a bit of an insight as to what it was like. And, and, and you know, apparently it was, it was just dead normal players just not turning up. You know, there were, there were certain players in the squad who would not turn up to training Monday to Friday. Uh, and nothing, nothing was done. It was, it was all right. It was accepted that there were some players, particularly kind of slightly, um, you know, players 
perhaps towards the more mature end of their career, shall we say, um, who just decided that, you know, they, they, they weren't going to train during the week. And, and it was fine. It was all accepted. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying that deliberately kind of very wishy-washy because, you know, this is not me trying to start any kind of rumours or anything. It doesn't really matter because, you know, Carlos has gone and he seems to be having a whale of a time at Swansea and good for him. Um, and, you know, Yoss has come in and, and has done exactly what we knew that he would do in terms of saying, these are the rules now, and if you don't like them, you can f off. Um, and and you know everyone's everyone's a winner and everyone's happy. But it does sound like it it pretty much was a holiday camp and had been for some time. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I I started to subscribe to it. The more you, you the more you hear and the more you read into it, and the more you read between lines and and comments from players and stuff like that. I think it was definitely a thing. But uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Are we still recording? Are we, <laughs> have we, we done Cardiff? Are we still doing Cardiff? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, a few, a few other little bits and bobs on Cardiff. Um, and, and actually, for the last couple of games, I think Vianti uh, has played brilliantly as well. He's sort of coming to the team out of nowhere. And I, I just think, again, he's, he's done really, really well because we, we've not seen anything of him, have we, at all? Who's, who's this? Um, Frederico Venancio. Oh, Freddy, well. Freddy. No, no, oh, you're right. Yeah, it's Venancio, yeah. Absolutely. And and I think he's, 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 I think he's done brilliantly. Because, again, we've not seen anything of him. He's appeared, and I think he's done fantastically. He's, he's another one of those that's kind of raised his game, hasn't he? That he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, when, when the going gets tough, he's... he's, he's What's the phrase? Stepped up to the plate, stepped up to the mark, whatever it is. Um, You've been spending it... too much time with those Americans, you. Sorry, sorry. Because um, <laughs> he had, he played a little bit, hadn't he, under um, under Carlos and under Lee Bullen, and um, you know, I, I saw him in the game at uh, Brentford and thought, oh crikey, what have we got here? This guy's not a defender. He's never been a defender, um, and he's another one that just, you know, whatever Yoss has done, that little bit of work. Uh, and he looks, he looks absolutely rock solid. He looks like, you know, he, he's he's really hard. He he he's suited to the formation as well. And just as, as simple as, and it's ridiculous. You know, eighteen months ago, nearly two years ago, we probably sat on this podcast saying, I "Wonder why we've not considered playing three five two? And and Yoss has come in and just taken one look at the defenders we've got and said, "Yeah, we should play three of them at the back, and it'll work." And it has. Um, you know, he just knows how to get the best out of those players because Fidencio looked like. I mean, brilliant. I, I, I'd i written him off. And, and then the other day when he was in the paper saying that he really wants to stay at the end of his loan deal, and you just look at the comments from, from fans saying he's been brilliant, we need to, you know, he's got to stay, we've got to, um, you know, find a way of making sure that he's, he's here long term and all that kind of stuff. You know, two or three games back, that was unthinkable. He'd been written off by the, by most fans, and quite rightly at the time. So, um, what, fair play to the What kid. about um, Nielsen as well? Nielsen, big old, big mealy has dropped in. And um, <laughs> the uh, the reviews for him have been mixed. Uh, first of all, what I saw was just a load of people going, who's the big lad? And I remember, I think this happened when we had the inter-club friendly uh, just before the season started. And uh, everybody was shouting and screaming who the hell that big lad was. And uh, and he's come into the side. And well, what, what do you reckon? Do you think he's... Uh, do you think he's somewhere to go to before he becomes the finished article, or does he look like a classic player from early indications? Yeah, he um, he's certainly got something about him. I think against Carlisle, there were a couple of moments where he looked a little bit shaky, um, but um, there were other moments where he looked quite assured. He's about something like eight foot four or something ridiculous. 
Maybe not quite that big, but I mean, he's 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 a big lad. He's a big lad, um, and he, t- to be honest, like you know, he he sort of looked he, he looked quite calm and and controlled when he when he got the ball, um, and he sort of reminded me a little bit of um, of of Joost van Aken. You know, kind of got that sort of kind of assurance about him, but every so often he'd do something and you just think like, oof, what's that? Um, so he, yeah, he, he's certainly not the finished article and he definitely needs some work, but there's definitely potential there. He also um, scored for the youth as well, didn't he, this week? Under uh, um, 23s played Bolton, right? Um, who are first and second in, in their leagues and uh, he, he scored the first goal. They ended up losing 2-1. Um but yeah, it's clearly a goal-scoring centre back as well, which is 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 always nice to see, isn't it? Stick him at first team. Oh, we need some goals. <laughs> we certainly jump in, do. <laughs> Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding, or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 232 6121. Uh, all right, then, ladies and gents, let's crack on with a bit of Wednesday news, shall we? Of course, the, the first little bit of Wednesday news is uh, our first signing um, under. Yoss, I had to stop and think about that then. Uh, under Yoss <laughs> as well. Uh, I'm going to have to think about this one as well. Uh, Joey, I'm going to go with Pelopessi. I'm just calling him Pessi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Pessy. That's quite easy, and um, it doesn't run the risk of, of saying something rude, which doing the full name does. Or, or I, I'd go with Joey, but I've already Joey for me is, is Joe Wildsmith because you know me and him we go for coffee every so often, and I'm like, hey, Joey, how are you doing, Joey? Oh, you, you good, Joey? Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did, we we did it. Um, last, last. Oh no, that was a dream. Last wasn't night it? in your dream, mm. and, and when you go to meet him, you say. Hi, Joey. Does he say, how are you doing? No, he says, you're right, Jimmy. What's new with you? <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he calls me, sometimes he calls me Jamesy. Uh, sometimes he just calls me Jay, you know. That's that's where we're at. At no point has anybody called you Jimmy in your damn life. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, my mum still calls me Jimmy sometimes. But not, normally when I've done something nice. It's not. It's not very often. It's not very often. Um, yeah, but um, the uh, Pessy. Yeah, he seems like exactly the kind of player that we need. And it's interesting this because um, when 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 Yoss arrived, and um, you know, obviously there was a lot of uh, kind of you know media people that kind of came from nowhere and were telling us all about who he was and whatnot. Four two three one has always been his preferred formation supposedly um so this is maybe an indication that he doesn't view three at the back as being a long-term thing because he's kind of you know stockpiling defensive midfielders well one but um you know maybe uh, it's an indication that you know once once Hutch is fit or maybe actually you know D- david jones in that position or even barry bannon in uh, in that position with someone else that's maybe more defensively minded which it seems like um pessy is then um, you know it might be that, that that longer term when we've got some more options back that his plan is to at least have a play around with maybe playing those two holding 
midfielders. But I, I reckon, I, I would imagine he'll play against Reading, won't he? We'll, we'll, we'll give him a, a good 90 minutes against Reading and we'll see what he can do. I would imagine so. Absolutely. absolutely. And he does seem, because obviously we've got as Hutch, haven't we, our sort of ultimate defensive midfielder. and But we don't really have another one, because obviously Mr Jones has been forced into that position, if you like. Um, and I think this is a brilliant cover. And I, again, James, uh, you had a wonderful, wonderful chat with the chaps um, from over there at Owls America. And, and Peter, of course, I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce his second name. Um, but obviously the podcast that I'm sure everybody's heard already uh, regarding FFP, this was discussed as well. This is a young lad, 24, half a million quid, reportedly, that we've, we've, we've paid for this guy. And he's, he's just perfect, isn't he? Yeah, and and you know where where we're at now, and, and as you say, you know anyone that's not listened to the FFP podcast, it, it it's 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 a much heavier going podcast than what we normally do, um, and you know you might find when you start listening to it that you just think this is a bit too much, but there's some really interesting stuff in there, uh, and it, it gets us into kind of thinking about the sort of players that we need to be looking to bring in now. And when people say, well, look at Wolves and they've spent all this, and we kind of touch on that as well in terms of the fact that. Although Wolves have spent a lot of money, they've spent very sensible money. And if they don't go up, they can still sort things out. And we're in a position whereby we've got a lot of players that are costing us a lot of money and we can't really do anything with them because they're not they're not sellable assets. So bringing in players kind of early, mid-20s um, who are on quite low transfer fees, presumably because they're coming from you know leagues elsewhere in Europe where wages are nothing like what they are over here, then we're going to be giving them a pay rise, but it's not going to be extortionate wages. They are absolutely the kind of players that we should be looking to um, to bring in. So, you know, if if Pessy is kind of like, you know, a line in the sand of the kind of signing that we're going to be looking at making from here on in, then excellent. You know, that's a really good start to our what I what I assume to be our slightly kind of new approach now to recruitment under our new chief exec um and you know this is the the kind of deals that we're going to be looking to, to to do now moving forward and that kind of suits everyone because this guy you know even right now if we sold him tomorrow we would get more than we've paid for him because he's now got a long contract to you know to, to Sheffield Wednesday and therefore his transfer fee immediately goes up so he's already a profitable footballer for us uh, and that's what we need if that makes sense does that make sense one little thing though has the the 2018 Sheffield Wednesday calendar been produced yet or are we going to see that sort of June time <laughs> because our calendar this year is going to be full of incredibly handsome young men isn't it <laughs> he's, he's alright isn't he he's alright <laughs> it reminds me of a young Peter Andre bless him um, <laughs> so yes very very excited to see uh, what Mr Pelopessi will be all about I'm, I'm pushing myself here chaps I'm, I'm really pushing myself that sounded good uh, that, that sound, to keep, stick to that that sounded alright <laughs> I'm only halfway down the Lord of Juice so far so it, it might change before the end of the podcast um, <laughs> I've not really heard much of other sort of transfer for rumours or anything at all like that at the moment. Have you chaps heard of any other sort of transfer news that may be going on? Absolutely nothing. Not a bean. Not a bean. And it's not like the fans... Now Now transfer exiles block me. I've not even seen any nonsense rumours that we can get behind either. You know what I mean? Is that, is that uh, still a thing? 
I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that his entire premise revolved around us signing Jordan Rhodes, and since then it is a, it, it's not even been a big raging torrent of crap that he spouts. Mm, it's just it's... been like a big girly dribble. GCSE mocks though, isn't it at the moment? Yeah, I think that must be it. Exactly. <laughs> but, then, but my favourite was when he tried to continue it, and Lee Bullen called him out and went, "Who the hell are you? Do you want to sit down for a coffee? Because I don't know where you're getting this shite from." But he still, he still tried to continue. He still tried to to peddle this nonsense that he does. And uh, well, you know, I called him out on it swiftly. You can't fault him for efforts, can you, Orvin? You can't fault him for effort. Uh, right, um, a little bit of other Wednesday news then. Um, obviously, w- there has been videos produced. I think uh, it was um, uh, Dom uh, from Sheffield Star that popped a little video out there of, uh, of Tom Lees and, and Mr. Bannon uh, doing a bit of jogging. So it looks like, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're going to be back in training. Well, they're um, because they're both ginger, they can't train in the summer. So what they're doing is they've got them out when the weather's cold. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it is. That's what's happened. I don't know where Tom Lees is going to fit in um, as it stands right now. I think we're fairly – well, we haven't conceded a goal in three games, so we're okay at the back. Um I don't think by any by any way, shape, or form that his his time in trying to shoe his shoe on his way in is over. But I think um, I don't think he'll slot straight in because uh, well, you know, we're not conceding goals. I'll be interested to see how Barry Ballon fits in the five three two or whether we change it. You know what I mean? Now that now that he's back, do we change something else? I still want to maintain though. I still want to keep the two people up top. I still want to keep the uh, the the two strikers up there because I'm I'm a bit old fashioned like that, and I think. Uh, that we need each other. Uh, I think Rhodes has made Zhao look better and vice versa uh, to an extent. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that the world beats him, but Zhao, when the ball comes over the top, there he, he seems to be able to, to kind of set off on his on his heel, back into the defender, then take a step forward and trap the ball down. He's beautiful at it. He's, but the problem is he looks like a daddy long legs on a hot plate, doesn't he? So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just... I, <laughs> I, he I'm, might you know, look that way. He might look that way, but it, I tell you what, the last couple of games, Zhao's another one that's really been impressive. When he's got the ball at his feet, it's amazing. Uh, his, his ball control, close quarters, is fantastic. His yeah. finishing he's, he's, could be better. <laughs> It's his decision yeah, making that worries me. It's yeah, like yeah. His, his brain's not quite like his feet are, are sort of a level above his brain at the moment. And if he could get his brain and his feet working in some kind of tandem, he'd be one of the best players in the league because he's obviously got talent, but his his brain just doesn't quite follow it all. Um, but there's certainly something there, isn't there? You know, he's he's a he's a player that's starting to excite us again and. I think having a little bit of a run in the team, even though it's not really for any reason other than the fact of the, the number of injuries that we've got that, that sort of mean that he's he's getting the nod by default rather than anything else. But he is taking it and you know he's looking kind of more and more dangerous every game that goes by. I just wish he'd get a goal because you kind of feel like he's one of those, same as Rhodes really, yeah. if, if one or the other of them or yeah. if both of them, you know, if we, if, we, if we batter Reading and both of them stick two away on... Um, on Friday night, you kind of feel like that's it. Then they're going to have found themselves and and they're gone a bit of a, a bit of a run. And you know, as it stands right now, we'd probably the second that that Gary Hooper and Stephen Fletcher are fit, they're straight back in the team. Um, it would be nice to think that you know maybe Rhodes and Zhao can can do something in the meantime that means that when those two are, are fit, they've got to fight for their place. Definitely. Uh- 
Absolutely. And it does look that way. I mean, the partnership seems to be coming ahead rather nicely as well, doesn't it? Which is, is lovely. Really, really nice to see. What about uh, what about you, James? Where do you think Bannon would fit into that midfield? Who would you... Let's say, let's say for all intents and purposes, he drops straight in. Who would you take out uh, of that three? Or would you put him at a wing-back role? I don't, I, I don't think he works as a wing-back. Um, I think that he... We've seen him before playing a, a defensive midfield role. It, it depends yes. what it depends what formation you're playing. You know, right now when we're playing three at the back, can you play Barry Bannon as the defensive midfielder? Yes, of course you can, because there's three central defenders behind him. Um, he's got more protection. You know, he is not as defensively minded as someone like Sam Hutchinson is playing that role. Uh, but having three defenders means that he he doesn't need to be. Um, so I I would say if anything that that would be the position where he would most logically fit in um, when you've kind of got everyone available. And, and, and yeah, let's let's make no mistake, we've got more, when everyone's fit, we've got more midfielders than we can fit into that team. Someone's going to have to miss out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Bannon has, you know, up until the injury problems, he'd probably been our most consistent player across the, the season, hadn't he? Um, so, yeah, I, I think if you're playing four at the back, but you're playing two in front of them, you can still also play Bannon as one of those two, as long as the other person is someone that has got that defensive mind and will and will drop back when they need to do. And that basically is Sam Hutchinson. As it stands, that's Sam Hutchinson. It might be Pessy as well. We don't know enough about him. Um, I, I kind of hope that maybe he, he'll play that, that Hutchinson role really well. And that will mean that, that someone like Bannon can line up you know, alongside him in, in, in that kind of holding midfield two and do a really good job there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, right, chaps, you guys have any other Wednesday news for this week? Because I am bereft, as it is. <laughs> I want to do another uh, well done to someone. Um, and this has been said a lot through the fan base, but I just feel it needs commenting on, which is even through those games where we were really, really bad, and then consequently since, just what a, a fantastic kind of month, month and a half, even couple of months Adam Reach has had. And, and this is yeah. a guy that, you know, when he came to the club for about a year... There were a lot of people saying he's been a right waste of money, and and really, you know, he 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 a, a lot of fans had just given up on him, just thought what an absolute waste of money. Uh, and this is a guy now that is, you know, in the space of of a couple of months, has has made himself absolutely invaluable to that to that team. Um, and, and I think he's a bit like um, Poodle. He's he's kind of shown himself to be when the going gets tough. He's a bit of a leader. And he's stepped up to it and he's just done a, a magnificent job. He's done whatever role has been asked of him. He was really unlucky not to, to score that, you know, injury time, career-defining winner oh, at can you, imagine? you know, he would have uh, ingrained himself into Wednesday folklore, which he, he sort of deserves with the way that he's been playing. And the work rate that that lad's been putting in has been phenomenal. So, um, you know, he, he deserves a massive, you know, give himself a big pat on the back because he's been fantastic. May I add a similar sort of kudos as well to to Mr. Wildsmith? Because again, yeah, this is yeah. still a young man that has come into this team and has made that position his own. And I'm seriously now starting to think that when Westwood is fit, he's going to have trouble getting back into this team. I really, he's impressed me. I was really worried about him being the second choice goalkeeper for a promotion pushing season at the beginning of this season. And he has completely and utterly proved me wrong. And fair play to him, because I, I think he's definitely going to be the next tattoo on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I don't think 
that he's going to keep Westwood out. I think we're being a bit romantic there. I think uh, we have this thing in this country where you're not a good goalkeeper till you're about 28 years old and pushing, you know, between the age of about 28 and 37. Apparently, you're a good goalie then. Um, I think Westwood's one of the best keepers in the league. And I think, uh, yes, Wildsmith's done very well. But I uh, do I think he's going to keep him out of the squad? No, I don't know. Well, by the time Westwood is fit again, um, as, as Vicky's fond of saying, Wildsmith <laughs> will have filled out by that yeah, point. Yeah, fill, filled out. <laughs> be filling out for a while. Um, I'll tell you what, though, and, and, and I wonder whether or not this has been um, one of the things that Yoss has used to his advantage is that, you know, when, when he came in and we all said it, you know, we're playing our second string, you know, none of the players that were in the team were our first choice 11. With the exception of Jos, Jos could, 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 could come in and say to them, do you know what, those players that are injured, I don't care about them, they're injured, they're irrelevant. Once they're fit, then I'll think about them. But right now, they're, the, the, the medical team will sort them out, or not, as the case seems to be. Um, and he said, basically, you, you guys, you're my first 11. And when they're fit, they've, they've got to prove to me that they're better than you are. You are my new, you, you, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are my first choice 11. Now let's get on with it. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, um, it, it, it is Wildsmith's place to lose now. I think that you know he hasn't let Yoss down. He's not conceded a goal in the uh, in the games that he's played. Who, let's be fair, were both against top six teams. Um, one in a you know very fiery local derby match. Both games live on TV. Plenty of pressure. A new system, a new defensive system in front of him. Um, I, I reckon he might. He might have just staked his claim there, and 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 maybe Yoss has said that to him. Maybe Yoss is saying to him, Do "You know what, Joey." My darling, you are my uh, you are my first you're, you're you're my first, my last, my everything, my my first choice keeper, and um, you know anyone that any anyone that thinks that they're they're going to just waltz back in and take this shirt off, you've got another thing coming. When I do have this tattoo on my back, James, are you going to be following me around, asking me to take my shirt off and things? I As was you... just I was just quoting what what Yoss has been saying to. Uh, <laughs> To Joey, and I'm all right with it. I'm cool with it. You know, it's all right for him to have more than one friend. It's fine. <laughs> uh, right then, ladies and gents. So let's crack on to our upcoming fixtures. So, we, first of all, we have uh, we have Reading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. And uh, are you still advocating that we should be going far in this this cup run, Jay? Are you still uh, wanting these these games pushed back and things on there? Are you looking forward to the visit of Reading for this this cup game? Um, right. Well, there's two answers to that. Uh, yes, I still I still like us to go on a little bit of a cup run um, for strategic reasons. Um, am I looking forward to the Reading game? Uh, I, I I couldn't give a fuck, and I'm not going. <laughs> um, so that probably answers that. Um, no, I'm not. I, I'm actually, I'm actually away for the weekend, which is why I'm um, I'm not going. But I'm not gutted about the fact that I'm going to miss it. I've, I've got to be honest. I do hope that we win. I really do hope that we win. Um, and I think that you know it will. The the fifth round is 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 due on the day that we'll be playing Derby, who are you know the real informed team, aren't they? In the division at the moment, with the exception of Wolves, who are, are kind of you know they're already gone, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I think um, you know getting a, a fifth round game, sticking that Derby game back by a couple of weeks won't do us any harm. Um, and I like the fact it's 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 Yoss. This is Yoss that's changed. It's Yoss that's changed my mind about it. The fact that he's willing to you know give give some of the kids a run out in the uh, in the cup games, and 
you know, try out a few new things has made me think, actually, you know, the more games that we can have at the moment, the better, because he'll use them to our advantage. He'll use them to try different things out. You know, he, he tried out the Matthias and Atenuiu front two and, and against Carlisle, it worked. Well, tell you what, play them against Reading. Let's see whether it works against a championship team. You know, let's let's use this game that it's not, and, and you know, please don't hate me for saying this, it's not essential that we win that game. You know, if we lose that game, then we'll all be a bit sad about it. But you know what? We'll we'll get on with the league and we'll not worry about it too much. So you know, he he can afford to do it a little bit in in that game on on Friday. So yeah, you know, I I hope that we do win. Absolutely. I mean, they're not in the best of form, are they, Fuzzy uh, Red Nob? Being the the the, the I think the one is it two out of the last eleven or something ridiculous like that. And I think one of those was Sunderland and the other one was Stevenage. Yeah, there's the there's the old phrase there's always somebody worse off than yourself, isn't there? I mean we, we, we sit and get caught up in our own in our own corner and about how it affects Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> and rightly so. But Redden have been worse. You know what I mean? This is this is a team that for years have been pushing um pushing for promotion and pushing for those playoffs and somehow mean to and somehow manage to just completely drop the ball every time they get anywhere near it. I mean last year there is no there is no way that that should not have been a Reading versus Sheffield Wednesday playoff final last year. But for some reason we both managed to 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 balls it up and um and they've had a, a similar season to we have. They've had an absolute disaster. What they've done is stick some faith in uh, in Yapstam because last season they had them playing some great I was going to say great football. Yeah, they had them playing some stifling football, and they—they're very good at keeping the ball. I mean, James and I uh, spoke, didn't we, on this show about um, about going to the Reading game and got bored to tears by it. And the only entertaining thing was the geezer falling down three flights of seats. Um, <laughs> What's good though that? that was good. <laughs> still, still laughing about it. <laughs> oh, I've gone for a bit now. Sorry, yeah, it's, yeah. This, it's this beer. Sorry, I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Reading have had a poor season, and uh, it's it's you know, it, it, it's it's rubbish. And there's somebody worse off than yourself. And I think they they need this win just for the exact same reasons that James just said to us about about getting this win, about giving us something to uh, to cheer about. But if they don't win, I don't think they'll they'll bother much. And I think they'll just concentrate again, like James says, and us about uh, going going up the league and see if they can have a respectable finish. <laughs> I must admit, I'm getting a little bit worried about James this evening because he's done a swear on the podcast, and and now he's just he's he's very unjamed. What what are I you drinking? Swear? James? I don't swear you, on the podcast. What did I say? You, you did a big swear earlier. <laughs> which why do you have to beat that one out? Which one was it? An uh, S or an F? Or it was an C? F. Was it an F? It it, it was an F. You did a, you did an F on the podcast. James did a swear. I don't think James has ever done a swear on the podcast ever before. Yeah, it normally so, makes oh, me feel really bad about it. Like you know, if I if I drop an <laughs> F bomb, he always references it. Mate, I'm like, oh sorry, sorry. So, so what is it that you're drinking, Jay? That has made you do a swear? Um, it's it's a, it's actually a, it's, this is a Sheffield beer. We're, we're approaching the end. Anyone that's been doing um, triannuary which is kind of the the thing that's been set up to counter dry January, which is about, it's not about um, drinking ridiculous amounts. It's about just trying a few different beers and particularly exploring some of your kind of local breweries. So this is uh, Little Critters, which is a brewery, uh, which is in, it's in Sheffield, it's S3. Um, and it's called Nutty Ambassador. It's a hazelnut milk stout. It's a bit like Toblerone, kind of melted with 6% alcohol added to it. 
It's very nice. That's really weird because when I wake up in the morning, I get visited by a nutty ambassador that seems like Toblerone, <laughs> but that's in a different room. Oh. Do you know what? I even hated saying that gag. Oh, I, don't, I could no. not say it. I, <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking, what a lovely podcast this has been. A lovely <laughs> podcast it's been. And in comes Dan Fudge with his size thirteen laughs and screws the whole thing up with that. Flipping heck. I, I heard it as I said it. I just couldn't resist it. It was a good gag. I've got I've only got a tiny bit of this beer left. I can't drink it now. You've ruined it. You've ruined everything. <laughs> ruined your nutty ambassador. That's it. That's the what are we on? The twenty something twenty uh twenty fourth of January. You've ruined twenty eighteen. <laughs> so once we've we've finished reading off and we've made it through to the uh, the fifth round of the FA Cup, um we do have Middlesbrough as well, which is a completely different prospect altogether. Now Obviously, United and, and, and Cardiff, to an extent, have been doing very, very well this season. Are you chaps worried about the miserable game? Or do you think by this time, um, Yoss will have them all taken care of and we'll just wallop them? I think it'll be another nil-nil. I think, you know, Middlesbrough, by, you know, a long way from being an exciting football team to watch, I think it'll be like another red in away day. I think it'll just be sideways passing and us trying not to concede and trying to consolidate or whatever cliche you've got. And I think it'll be a very tight to some boring affair. I, but I don't, I don't think that we'd particularly be unhappy with that. Would we, I think if we got through the, uh, after the, after the Burton game and we were like, right, new managers coming in and you looked at, right, his first three games, Sheffield United away, Cardiff at home, Middlesbrough away. If you'd have said, we'll take three, three points from those games and not concede a goal considering the form that we've been in I for one would have snatched your hand off because although that's not amazing form it's a hell of a good foundation to start building on when we're playing you know the the games that are maybe not quite as tough as as, as those are well yeah I mean if you take a look at the fixtures in February I agree with you so in February you've got Birmingham Barnsley you've got a tricky one uh, home to Derby but then you've got Millwall and at home to Aston Villa who are very changeable so I agree with you. Yeah, those three would have been tricky. Yeah, I think if you can, the the amount of confidence that the players would get from making it to the end of the month unbeaten. You know, if if we can go to Middlesbrough and, and get a draw, um, or you know, if we allow ourselves to dream, if we could go up there and even snatch three points, you know, the the confidence that the players would have going into February, uh, and those games that you'd look at and think, actually, these are games that we, we you know we've got to be looking to um, to win. We have got to start getting points on the board at some point haven't we so we've got to look at, at games like Barnsley like Millwall um, and, and so on and so forth and think right we've got to start turning around some some victories pretty quickly um, yeah I mean the confidence would be huge it, it would be magnificent to um, to do that and uh, do you know what even if, I think even if we go to Middlesbrough and lose 1-0 or something and I'm not saying that I think that'll happen I'm not saying I hope it does but I still think that you know it's it's about getting through January and having the confidence that we need now to push on into February and start putting points on the board. It isn't going to be an easy game. Um, you know, Pulis against um, Lahukai, from from what we've seen of Lahukai, what we know of um, Tony Pulis, this is not going to be a 100 miles an hour end-to-end game of football, is it? Um, and maybe actually that suits us. Maybe that suits Yoss. You know, maybe it is this kind of meeting of slightly sort of negative minds, slightly defensive minds, and he might just be able to um, to out-defensively mind Pulis. So, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason for us to be worried about going up there. 
but it's you know, it's certainly not going to be a game that we're going to expect to to walk, is it? Yep. No, not in the slightest. But I do think it's going to be a very very interesting affair. And, and to be honest, I think if if we do get a a win from that game, then uh, Joshua. Uh, Sorry, Yoss will have shown his colours and we can just crack on from that point. I think it'll be wonderful. Can't wait. Are, are you guys excited about what's happening? Because we've had a pretty iffy season, haven't we? It's, 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 it's encouraging, if I'm honest. So, like, you know, yeah. we've stopped the goals going in. I'm always a big believer in once the goals stop going in, then you're not, you know, you're not losing. Do you know what I mean? So he's done it. He's not coming with that bang that you normally get with a new manager. But then again, we've got eleven players out injured. So what? You know, who's he going to go banging with? So I, <laughs> I, I think he's done James well. James and Joey. It's what? He's going to go banging with Jimmy and Joey. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's doing well with what he's got available to him. When the players return back from injury, and uh, let's say they come back in February. And we have games like Millwall, and we have games like Birmingham. If we, it, the proof will be in the pudding with them, I think, as opposed to, as James says, these these tough fixtures that we've that we've had in January. And uh, if we can keep up a month without conceding a goal, that'd be smashing, wouldn't it? So what was that? It was first. It was New Year's Day, wasn't it? We played Burton, and we haven't conceded a goal since. So uh, I want to keep it up. Thanks. So what you're saying there, for geez, that playoffs are still on? Yeah, still on, still on, still, <laughs> still on, still happening, happened. I think I think you're, you're right in your description there, Fudge. Of it's it's encouraging, you know. It it it. I I don't think any of us would say at the moment that it's exciting, but with with the the problems that we've got off the field and the injury problems that we've that we've got, um, we we could probably get exciting, but we'd be losing. Every game, wouldn't we? Because you know we we had to shore up defensively. Exciting would be you know if we lost a game five nil. Well, at least it's been an exciting game. Um, you know, at the moment, being a little bit dull, a little bit boring, um, is 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 absolutely a good thing to be honest, and is probably where we need to um, we need to be. Um, I, I made the comments to a couple of people on on Twitter before the Cardiff game because we weren't really sure who was going to feature in that game because there was. The, the players that had come in against Carlisle that had played quite well, we knew that if we were going to play three at the back, you know, one of one of those three was going to have to be um, a, a, a younger player. We probably didn't imagine it to be Jordan Thornley. We thought it was going to be one of the the two guys that had started on Tuesday night. But I said, isn't it great the fact that it's you know it's kind of the unknown again? Like we're playing teams like Cardiff, and rather than just thinking, oh, we're going to lose, thinking, well, I don't know, you know, Yoss might just have something up his sleeve, and and we might just nick that game. We go to Middlesbrough, and we don't go there thinking, oh, well, we're going to lose because it's Middlesbrough. Um, you know, you never know, and and I like that. You know, it's it's. Um, it's it's if if it's not exciting and it's not enough to get us excited, at least we've got something at the moment which we didn't have before. Before it was, yeah, it was pretty depressing and it was a chore going to football matches for probably the majority of our fan base. Now I'm enjoying my football again, and I hope there's a lot of other fans that feel the same that it's um, it's got a bit of, of of something about it again, and and that is for where we're at right now and the problems that we've had. That's quite an achievement. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, right then, chaps, uh, do you guys have any little bits for this evening? I have none little bits. I have oh. I have nothing going on. What about you, James? No, all, all I was going to do is, is just, we touched on it earlier on, but just to give a bit of a plug. So um, 
I would kind of imagine probably anyone listening to this has, has probably already listened to it or seen it and dismissed it. But um, there is our, um, our our first official collaboration with the Owls of Merrycast, um, which is the Financial Fair Play FFP Explained. So it's me, James Allen, and uh, Peter Lohman, who is based over in Denmark. So it's quite an international kind of flavour going on to this, um, which is available now. You can listen to it either via our channels or via Owls Americas channels, and it is really delving into financial fair play. Um, it's a subject that is it's bloody, it's so, it is so complex. We've tried to kind of break it down in a way that sort of helps helps us understand it as much as anything else and therefore helps you hopefully helps you understand it as well so um you know if you've not given that a listen yet please do and i'd be really really interested to hear your feedback absolutely it is a fantastic fantastic conversation you're not going to get a knob gag in there um but uh, I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. peter spent just unbelievably but even i understood it put it that way and and i'm not the brightest <laughs> sort of uh, not the shiniest knife in the drawer, shall we say? Uh, you've said that wrong. Um, right then, uh, one other thing, James. Uh, that, if that's our first official collaboration with our our friends over there, at the Owls Americas, why on earth has James Allen been on this podcast more than I have in the last? Yeah, but two I don't think I don't think they counted because <laughs> they were just editions of the Wednesday Week podcast. It was he was in Sheffield at the time, um, and he was staying you know five minutes away from where I live. Um, so you know they they were just kind of like he was like a special guest while he was over here on uh, the Wednesday week. So this is the first you know when yeah. he's back in America, then it becomes a, a collaboration. Yeah. And the other thing is it's posted on both channels, so it's you know it's it's getting listeners here and listeners over in the um, in the Americas as well. I, I don't know if you noticed, Fudgy, but the, uh, the 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 change to the the Wednesday week ledger included um, drinks with James Allen. Um, <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. That did happen, actually. Business, yeah, that did. That it did is happen. a business expense. I could not agree more, James Albert. And, and, and fair play to James, because and, and thank you, James, for for doing it, because uh, James speaks beautifully um, on the podcast. And, and if you don't want to hear more of James as well, of course, go and, and listen to our friends over there at the Owls Americast as well. Um, right then. Fudgy, Old Bean, where can people get hold of you if we need to, Old Bean? Uh, I'm, uh, well, I'm nuts deep in this uh, <laughs> Leeds United crest, so if you want to find me there, uh, get some, uh, <laughs> get some, uh, get some, well, just gags on it, because it's just amazing. It's one of the <laughs> best things I've, um, yeah, it's one of the best things I've come across, and I love the way that they said on Radio Yorkshire at midday today, uh, well, we're not revisiting it. It's happening. And then they've seen the big Twitter backlash that's happened and then gone, well, yeah, we're quite happy to revisit it. Fans aren't happy with it. We want to keep everybody happy. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Brilliant. Do you know what one, I mean? One of my favourite bits about this, Wodge, is is there was a tweet earlier on that got got shared in our our little Wednesday week staff room that we have. And yeah. and, and, and Fudge's comment was, that's even too close to the bone for me. Yeah, that's yeah. from Dan Fudge, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, it was, yeah, too close to the bone for Dan Fudge. Yeah, there's been some that's been a bit... Uh, been a bit you know, but you know, with Leeds, I don't care. They're reaping what they sow. If I'm honest, so sodden. <laughs> uh, Jamesy, oh boy, where can people find out your nonsense over there on the Twitteridge, Obby? Um, so yeah, you can get me at James Marriott. I'm not going to the game on Friday. I'm away this weekend. Um, I, I believe on Saturday I'm playing an eleven aside football match for a full 90 minutes um, <laughs> which which i'd like to say i would like to say i mean it's been a few years but i mean it's not even been it's never happened before 
I can't tell you how many years it is. It's never happened James, before. James, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, if you, um, if, if, yeah, I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of kind of, you know, panting videos and whatnot that will, um, that will crop up on Twitter over the course of the weekend. James, there'll be a lot of beer involved as well, as well. So, um, it should be good. I'll, I'll see if he fancies a game. James, yeah, yeah, James, yeah. I thought he's all right in the net. It's probably quite good. James, more the panting bit. Go back to, um, Go back to the video after I played the Reds versus Blues, uh, the interview we did with Lee Peacock and JP McGovern, and look at the shade of purple that I am. Oh, yeah, but you were, you were playing against like ex-professional footballers there. Yeah, if, it, <laughs> if it was all just like people like you, and I say that with the utmost of respect, Dan Fudge, if it was all people like you, you'd have been fine. You'd all just be like wandering around. It'd just be like, you know, kind of like yeah, a yeah. vagrant's forum, just staggering around, kicking a ball every so often for a bit. That's that's what I think Saturday's going to be like um, for me up in Leeds. So um, anyway, I'll, I will I will I will tweet it all, and it will be uh, very funny. If I do end up in hospital, then um, please Live send. Podcast. From Sheffield don't, General. <laughs> don't send grapes, send beer. <laughs> of course, if you'd like to get on me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. That's L0RD underscore H. Get on the podcast at TWWcast. Get us on the website at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. I've been practicing, James. <laughs> And of course, do pop up there to our YouTube channels as well. Um, uh, we have had obviously we when we do the tweets and things for the podcast, um, we, we tend to sort of stick out the iTunes link and and the the website link, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we are now on Stitcher as well. So for any Android listeners out there as well, um, you can pop the Stitcher app onto your phone, uh, listen on there too. We are also trying to get on Alexa, um, which uh, is is. It's proved quite easy, but Alexa doesn't understand what the Wednesday week is just yet. So uh, if you'd like to keep trying, um, or if your Alexa is in the room right now, and I've said Alexa lots of times, you're probably shouting at me, Alexa. Um, so, uh, yes, do have a little uh, poke at that as well. It has been a pleasure, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. Say have a poke at Alexa. Have a poke. Stop poking Alexa. It's the ninetieth minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mates already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, eighteen plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later. 